Welcome and thank you for tuning in to Journey to Purpose podcast, your source for Christ-centered girl talk and inspiration. I am your host, Ilana Major, and I hope that you are as excited and inspired by this message as I am. Let's get into it. Hello, 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 everyone. Hey, hey, hey. I have no idea where you are listening from. I have no idea what you are doing or what time it is, but I am wishing you an amazing and incredibly blessed day. I hope that wherever you are, I hope that you know that God's hands are on you. I hope you know that you are favored. I hope you know that you are blessed in spite of what it looks like. All right, you guys, it is Friday. And of course, I have a message of encouragement for you guys. But first, let me thank all of my listeners. If this is your first time tuning in, I want to say thank you, thank you, thank you. And welcome to the podcast. If you are returning, thank you so much for returning yet again. Welcome back. I love all of you guys and I appreciate your support so much. I always say this, but please remember to like and share this podcast. If it blessed you, it will bless someone else. All right, you guys. So the message that I have for encouragement on today was actually kind of... um. It came out of my own private time with God. And so I am publicly sharing what God was sharing with me privately in hopes that someone will hear this message and that it will prick your heart and that you will hear it and that it will encourage you in some way, that you will hear it and that you will take this word with you throughout this week, um, throughout seasons of your life where it's difficult to wait on God. And so Today's message is simply titled, In God's Timing. And I want to be clear and say, today's message is going to have somewhat a, um, I guess I would say like a, a flow, like a sermon, but what would you really expect? Because you guys, I I am a preacher. <laughs> and so that's what I do. But today's message is kind of similar to a sermon. And what I want to do is I actually want to start out today's message by reading a particular body of text for you. We are going to be reading. If you have your Bibles, I'm going to take you guys to church. If you have your Bibles, um, if you're not moving around and you can pull out your Bible, I want you to turn to the book of Matthew. You are going to turn to Matthew chapter 9. We are going to begin reading at chapter, I mean, at verse 18. And then we are going to end at verse 31. No, that's not 31. We'll see when we get down there because I might just, I might get to reading and I might want to read a little bit more, okay? (laughs) But we're going to begin at Matthew chapter 9, verse 18. While he spoke these things to them, behold, a ruler came and worshiped him saying, my daughter has just died, but come and lay your hand on her and she will live. So Jesus arose and followed him and so did his disciples. And suddenly a woman with a flow of blood for 12 years came from behind and touched the hem of his garment. For she said to herself, if only I may touch the hem of his garment, if only I may touch his garment, I shall be made well. But Jesus turned around and when he saw her, he said, 
Be of good cheer, daughter. Your faith has made you well. And the woman was made well from that hour. When Jesus came into the ruler's house and saw the flute players and the noisy crowd wailing, he said to them, make room for the girl is not dead, but sleeping. And they ridiculed him. But when the crowd was put outside, he went in and took her by the hand and the girl arose and the report of this went out into all that land. Okay, so I stopped at verse 26. You guys, I was reading this particular body in scripture and I want to be very clear and say that the, the preacher in me just saw so many messages that I could get out of this. And so I think what I might do is I think I might come back next week and give you guys some more of what I feel the Holy Spirit was revealing to me. But for today, I want to talk about everything in God's timing. You guys, as I was as I was reading this, one of the first things that stood out to me was the fact that the ruler came and he worshiped him, that the ruler came and he began to worship Jesus. He worshiped him. And this this is the thing that really blew my mind is that he worshiped him before he ever requested anything of him. He worshiped him before he ever said, Lord, can you do this for me? He worshiped him long before he said, I'm expecting a miracle of you. He began to worship him. And you guys, God was speaking to me in this text on today and God was really revealing to me the importance of coming to God with a heart postured in worship, the importance of coming before God and worshiping God for who he is. If we only understood the power of worship, there are some times where you can go into prayer and you can begin worshiping God. I promise you, there are times where I have gone into prayer with the intention on asking God for this and asking God for that and interceding for this and interceding for that. And I begin to worship God and I could not even come out of worship. When I got into the posture of worship with God, I couldn't even fix my mouth to begin asking God for anything because the moment of worship and me thinking about who God is, that moment was just so profound that I couldn't even make my way to the request. And so there are times where you will come before God and as you're worshiping, I'm talking about prayer request that I thought I was going to ask that I never even spoke. God answered. But but it, but it wasn't because I prayed it. It was because I came to God with the heart of worship and God knew what was in my heart. Sometimes when you go to God and you are simply worshiping, sometimes God answers unspoken prayer requests. Sometimes God will meet the needs that you haven't even had the opportunity to ask for. Sometimes your worship is the thing that begins to shift the situation. Sometimes it takes your worship to begin to catapult you into the place of healing. Sometimes it takes your worship to begin to pull you out of that sadness and that depression. Sometimes it takes worship to pull you out of that place of anger? What if in your moments where you knew you were just about at your breaking point, sometimes, uh, what if you just got to that place and you said to yourself, let me just stop and worship God. Let me just stop in this moment and go into a place of worship. Let me just stop and get into the presence of God because I know if I get into the presence of God, I'll be strengthened. 
because I know if I get into the presence of God, I will no longer want to curse them out. I know if I get into the presence of God, I'm not going to lose my patience. I'm going to come out of here and I'm going to have more patience. I'm going to have more joy. I'm going to have more strength. I'm going to have my peace back just by me going into worship. I'm telling you guys, go into worship. And what what's the what's really, really, really beautiful about this story is that the ruler is not just your average Joe Blow, that the ruler is a person of authority, that the ruler has a little bit of clout, that the ruler is a mover and a shaker. And if the ruler is a mover and a shaker, somebody who has a few coins, someone who has authority, if the ruler is of that stature and he still recognizes that I got to humble myself in the presence of God, why don't we? You guys, I think that there are so many times where we try to fix things ourselves. There are so many times where we try to manipulate the situation on our own. There are so many situations where we try to play God, not realizing that if we just humble ourselves before God, that he will hear our prayers. And so the first thing I wanted you guys to identify was the fact that the ruler knew how to come into the presence of God, that the ruler approached Jesus with worship. Second thing I want you guys to see is that I, not only did he approach Jesus in worship, he understood that even as a ruler, even as a person who sits high, that even I have someone who I have to answer, answer to, that even I have someone who I bow to. I don't care where you are in your life. It is important for you to know that you are nothing in the sight of God. It is important for, and I don't mean that in a way to tear down your self-esteem, but what I mean is when you think about the creator of the universe, my God, as I was worshiping God on today, I was telling God how I see him in so many things. Father God, I see you in the majesty of a whale. God, I see you, God, even in the flutter of a butterfly. I see you, oh God, when I think about the galaxies. God, I think you I, I see you, God, even when I think about the fact that you created something as small as a cell, that you created DNA. God, you created the invisible as well as the visible. God, I see you in all of these things. And so the ruler recognized that even with all of the clout, even with my few coins, even with the things that I own and my possessions and those people who respect me and look up to me, even with all those things, a person of my stature is no match when it comes to the presence of God. A person of my stature still needs God. Because if truth be told, you guys, there are some things that clout can't fix. There are some things that authority cannot fix. There are some things that with all the power you have in your hands that will not be fixed. There are some things that money can't fix. There are some things that no matter what your position is, you will not be able to fix. You still need Jesus. And so the ruler recognized that I got to come before Jesus and worship him. The ruler recognized that I got to come before Jesus with humility because I recognize that I still need God, that no matter how far I elevate, no matter how high I go, no matter how much money I go, no matter what my bank account looks like, no matter how it grows, I recognize that I still need Jesus. And so you guys, as I was reading this story, I was reminded of a dream that I just had recently. 
I had a dream as random as this is, okay, <laughs> break from my little sermonic um, temperament, but I had this dream, you guys, and in the dream, I was invited into a mansion, and as a matter of fact, within a week's time, I think I had three different dreams about being invited into mansions, and I'm talking about multi-million dollar mansions, places where my feet um, in and of myself that I could never take myself, but I'm in this multi-million dollar mansion. And as I'm in the mansion, I am in a room and I feel as if I'm in a kitchen, but I am talking with a group of women. I had never met these women, so I could tell they were filling me out. But as I began to speak to these women, it was as if they began to gravitate toward me. It was as if as if there was an immediate sense of approval, so much so that these women began to share their hearts and they began to open up to me. You guys, I will never forget this dream as long as I live. The women in this room, I am absolutely certain that all of them were millionaires. I'm absolutely certain that these were not your average, um, just everyday. These were women who, and I can't say that they were not average because, you know, we are all flesh. We're all humans and all, nobody's better than the other. However, I want to get you guys to understand the type of women that these were. These were women who owned multi-million dollar companies. These were women who were um, the upper echelon. These were women of class and sophistication. These were women who were highly educated, some of them. These were women who were like the ruler in the story. They were movers and shakers. These were women who were not, not needing anything financially, okay? These are women who already had those needs met. And so there was one particular woman in my dream, where everyone is leaving, there's one particular woman who um, I began to speak to, and I cannot remember what I said to her, but as I spoke to her, I remember tears streaming down her face. And in my dream, this woman was incredibly beautiful. And you guys know how it is that even as women, we always, we can identify beauty when we see it and we can appreciate it. In the dream, I remember thinking she has got to be one of the most beautiful women I've ever seen in my life. And so this beautiful woman who from the outside is looks like perfection. She has it going on. She's beautiful. She had this long, beautiful hair. It was a black woman, black, beautiful woman, beautiful figure. Even She even walked with an air of kindness about herself, kindness and confidence. But I remember as I spoke to her, I remember some of I remember she was sharing some deep things with me. What they were, I can't tell you exactly because I that part I don't recall. But I remember speaking life into her. And I don't know what I said, but whatever I said spoke to her heart so much so that she just began streaming. Tears began to stream down her face. And as she began to cry, I knew that she was having a moment where God was speaking to her, that God was using me. And so before she left, I said, hey, take down my phone number and give me a call. And so she's like, OK. And so we hugged and that was that. And so long story short, you guys, let me let me tell you guys what's so random about this dream. Why was the million dollar mansion where I was the home of little Wayne? <laughs> and do you know that as I was getting ready to leave and as all of the people were leaving, it was just he and I standing in a room and I asked him if I could pray for him. And he said to me, I already have enough people praying for me. And so that's a whole nother piece that I would have to unpack on another day. But for the purpose of today, we are simply talking about the woman who seemed as if she had it all. And so what God was revealing to me in this dream is that God has not only called me 
to women, everyday women who remind me of myself. God is not only calling me to um, multicultural women, but that God is also calling me to women who are on higher levels, women who it seems as if they have it all, women who seem as if they have the money box checks, the marriage box checks. They have all of these different things. And from the outside looking in, some of us would want to trade our lives for theirs, not recognizing that even they have struggles. And so much like the young, the ruler in this story, much like this ruler, this woman in the dream had it all, but she still needed Jesus. And so it is important for us to know that there are some things that medicine can't heal. We need Jesus to be able to touch it. There are some provisions that the, the government cannot provide, that if you go to a church, they will not be able to give it to you, that if you try to borrow and you try to get a loan, you will not have access to it. There is certain There are certain provisions that only God can provide. There are certain things that only God can do. And so you guys, in the story of this ruler, the ruler recognizes that I got to worship God. I got to go before God with the posture of worship. I have to humble myself before him because there are some things that my authority and my clout and my power and my cash cannot fix. And so he humbles himself in the presence of Jesus. The other thing that I want you guys to, to notice is as the ruler is asking Jesus for the thing that he needs, a woman comes up with an issue of blood. And most times when we are sharing this text, we don't read the text entirely together. Sometimes when we read the story, we only read the portion with the woman with the issue of blood and we preach from that. Or when we talk about the ruler, we just talk about, we skip to the portion where, um, the ruler gets to his house and Jesus gets to his house with him. And so for today, I wanted to combine both of those things because I wanted you guys to see something. I wanted you guys to see that here this ruler was worshiping God and humbling himself before him and then asking Jesus for the thing that he needs. I just want to pause right there and say to you, if you are listening to this, if you are under the sound of my voice, I want you to begin thinking about the thing that you need. Those things that you never even thought about going to God for, but they're a need for you. It's something that you're requesting from God. I want you to go in the presence of God, worship him, humble yourself before him and ask God for the thing that you need. Don't be ashamed to ask God for the thing that you need. And I just want to rebuke a poverty mindset in the name of Jesus. For those of you guys who want something great from God, go and ask God for the thing that you need. For those of you guys who want a business, um, who want your business to be successful, you want to make more time, whatever it is, ask God for the thing that you need. Those little things that ail your body that you hadn't even thought to ask God to heal on you, those fibroids, ask God for the thing that you need. That headache that's been bothering you from time to time, that low, that blood pressure, whether it be low or high, that diabetes, that vision, ask God for the thing that you need. God is able to do all things. I t- do everything that you can do that is within your own power, but then go to God and ask God for the thing that you need. Because when I tell you God will show up and be God, 
man, ain't nothing like when God gets to God. And do you hear me? Okay. And so whatever it is that you need, you have need of, I want you to stop being afraid to go to God and ask him for the thing that you need. It doesn't mean that you're ungrateful because you're asking God to bless you with a better job. It doesn't mean that you're ungrateful because you have aspirations to reach another level financially or academically. It doesn't mean that you are ungrateful. Ask God for the thing that you need. And so here we go. So the ruler is in a place where he asks God for what he needs. But as Jesus is on the way, this happens. And suddenly a woman who had a flow for 12 years, a flow of blood for 12 years, came from behind and touched the hem of his garment. Now, listen, you guys, this is the point of the story where a lot of us would have been like, "Uh uh-uh, time out, no deal. Who is she? I need my daughter is dead. Lord, I need you over here. This is where a lot of us would have been like, ma'am, with all due respect, I need you to back up because I need him to come to my house. And so in this particular situation, Jesus is on his way to the ruler's house to see about the ruler's child. And he is interrupted by the woman with the issue of blood. And you guys, I love how Throughout this text, we don't see anything that the ruler said. Never at any point did the ruler ever begin to question Jesus. Never at any point did the ruler begin to question if Jesus was ever going to end up at his house eventually. Never at any point does it seem as if the ruler grows agitated. It never shows us in the text that that he grew in these emotions and that this really bothered him and that he began to be concerned and that he was frustrated with Jesus. It never says that in this text. Yet you and I, when we are waiting for the miracle, when we're waiting for the blessing and we see God stopping to bless someone else, mm, mm, mm. when we see that God is stopping to heal somebody else and we've been asking for this healing for I don't know how long, when we see that God is blessing somebody else with this healthy marriage and they only been single for a year and we've been single for 10, we can't quite figure it out and we're frustrated with God. When we see that God is stopping to help someone else, God has stopped and we see someone else getting the blessing and getting the miracle and getting the thing that we have been so desperately praying for. We are bothered and frustrated and some of us begin to doubt God, but the ruler never at any point doubted God. The ruler at any point ever, he never began to question the timing of Jesus. He never began to question Jesus's heart because Jesus didn't move immediately because it didn't happen and it didn't happen in the timing that he wanted it to happen in. He trusted that the timing of God was right. He trusted that God was still on his way to his house. And so if we look at this story, Jesus stops to heal the woman with the issue of blood. And let me share something with you guys about Jesus. Jesus is, um, it wasn't as if his, his miracle bag was on E. The miracle tank was not on E because he stopped to heal the woman with the issue of blood. And so I want to say that to you. God's miracle tank is not on E. God's ability to bless you is not depleted because he stops to bless someone else. And so when you see that person with that husband, bless them. When you see that person who just started that business and it blows up immediately, I want you to thank God for that. I want you to bless God with them. I want you to celebrate with them. I want you to clap even if you have not quite received your miracle yet. 
learn how to wait. And so what I want you guys to know is that how you wait for God is just important as your posture when you go to God. How you wait for God, your attitude while you're waiting, my God, is just as important as your attitude when you approach the very throne of God. And so I want you to ask yourself, how am I waiting? I don't know a single person that that doesn't have at least one thing that they're waiting on God for. You guys know I have multiple things that I'm waiting on God for. Lord, I'm ready to be a therapist. Lord, I'm ready to start moving in the lanes that you have called me to move in. God, I'm ready to start ministering. I'm ready to start traveling. I'm ready to start um, ministering and preaching and teaching women and laying my hands on them and wrapping my arms around them and praying for them. I'm ready for people to be delivered, healed and set free. In your presence, God, I'm ready for those things to take place by your power, God. I'm ready for all of these things to happen. Yet, I have to humble myself. Yet, I have to sit still and know that he is God. I still have to trust that everything that God has promised me is going to come to pass. This is my word on you today, to you on today. Every single thing that God has promised you, it is going to come to pass. Everything that you are waiting on God for, um, those things that you are believing God for, those things will come to pass. Everything, as, as long as it is in his will, it's going to come to pass. The thing that God has for you, it is not going to pass you by. Learn to wait on God and trust God in that process. Waiting on God patiently looks like, my God, even when it begins to rise up, when I begin to have that doubt, when that struggle begins to come and I begin to question, is God going to show up at my house? It looks like this, Lord, though I don't see it, I still trust you. Lord, though I don't see it, you haven't made it to my house yet. God, I trust that because you're on my block that eventually you are going to reach my front doorstep. God, I will trust you. And sometimes it's talking yourself off that ledge. It is talking yourself into a place of um, just understanding and being convinced that God is going to do it. It is talking yourself into a place and convincing yourself until you have a level of peace again. And sometimes what we need is to read our scriptures, just like when I read this story, how it blessed me and how it reminded me that just because because it seems as if God is taking longer than expected, just because it seems as if God is blessing someone else before he blesses me, it doesn't mean that my blessing isn't on the way. Okay, so, so much for us to learn in the story of this ruler. I hope that this is blessing you guys. I hope that you, as you're listening to this, just like me, I hope that it is um, nurturing your spirit. And you guys forgive me because for whatever reason, when I get on here and start recording my podcast, strange things start happening. I start dropping clipboards. <laughs> I start doing all kind of random stuff. Maybe it's because I'm excited about the word of the Lord on today. But the last thing that I wanted to share with you guys from this story is that the ruler waited on God and the ruler received the miracle that he was waiting for. The ruler received that which he was asking God for all along. Jesus never ran out, (laughs) never ran out of blessings. He never ran out of miracles. And so I want you guys to know that Jesus has more than enough. 
He has more than enough. He has more than enough. And so all because all because the ruler was willing to trust God's timing, he got the blessing. He got the miracle that he was waiting on. And so if I could leave you guys with four things that I want you to remember, it's this. I want you guys to remember the importance of entering into the presence of God with a heart of worship, entering into the presence of God with worship. You have no idea how that begins to set the atmosphere, how that can shift things in your life, how that can begin to shift things even on the inside of you, how that begins to shift the atmosphere and your heart and your emotions and all of those things, even before you even begin to request or ask God for anything. The second thing that I want to remind you guys is that no matter where you are in your life, no matter how much clout you get, no matter where God elevates you to, no matter how much money you have, no matter what you can accomplish on your own, I want you to remember that you have to humble yourself in the presence of God. You got to humble yourself in the presence of God, understanding that though I have these things, I still need God. The Bible says that every knee will bow and every tongue will confess. And so humble yourself, bow your knee and confess now. The third thing that I want you guys to be reminded of is that it is important to wait on God in the right way. Um, the way I, the way I actually wrote it on my paper was be careful how you wait. Be careful how you wait. Be careful how you wait. Mind your doubt while you wait. Be careful to mind your um, your aggravation with God while you wait. I know you're frustrated, but watch your tone while you wait. <laughs> I know you're frustrated, but don't get to a point where you disrespect the almighty God because he is not moving as fast as you want him to. Don't get to the place where you try to snatch it out of the hands of God and do it on your own. Be careful how you wait. Wait patiently. Wait patiently knowing that everything that is for you will find you. That the blessings that God has for you, that they will not go to someone else. That God will never run out of blessings. He never runs out of miracles. He never runs out of healing. He never runs out of provision. You serve a God who owns cattle on a thousand hill, which simply means that everything in the earth belongs to him. The earth is, is the Lord's and the fullness thereof, which means that anything that you need access to, it belongs to God. And so my word to you on today is be careful how you wait. The last thing that I want to say to you guys, and in closing, I want to remind you to trust God's timing. Trust God's timing. Trust God's timing. The ruler could have gotten frustrated with God because God stopped to heal someone because God was giving someone a blessing and a miracle before he got his, even though he had been asking for his for longer. I want you to trust God's timing. Know that God knows exactly what he's doing. Know that God's timing is better than our timing. Knowing that God's ways are higher than our ways and his thoughts are higher than our thoughts as the heavens are above the earth. Know that you serve a God who can be trusted. He knows what, it is, what he is doing. He's with you. He is for you. And he has a plan for your life. Um, I want to close this message out and I just want to say God bless you guys on today. I pray that as you hear this message about everything in God's timing, that you will remind yourself that God has heard your prayers, that you will remind yourself 
that God's timing is impeccable. And when you get the thing, you'll see why you had to wait. Um, I feel like I was fumbling over my words on today and I have no idea why, but I do hope that you guys will give me grace as I continue to grow as a minister, as I continue to grow as a woman of God, as I continue to grow as a podcaster. You guys, I pray for your grace. I pray that you will um, pray for me. I pray that you will pray for my strength (laughs) and that you pray for me to continue to constantly seek out the will of God. I love you guys and I truly pray that this blessed you and that you will share it with someone. I love you. I love you. I love you. Peace out. If you're listening to this message, that means that you've finished this entire episode. And for that, I want to say thank you. If this message blessed you in any way, please consider supporting us by sharing the podcast, by subscribing to this podcast, and also by leaving us a review. We would greatly appreciate it if you could do those things. Again, thank you for tuning in. God bless you. God bless you. God bless you. Peace out.